Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun, and if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome back to the Far Side of Leadership. In this episode, I'm going to talk about faith. I'm going to do the best job that I can. I I got a, a message the other day from a good friend of mine, Scott White. And Scott said if I needed a topic, he'd love to hear how my faith, and then he said our faith, can be an important aspect of being a successful leader. Thanks, Scott, for putting that pressure on me. I'm going to do the best job that I can to talk about that. Now, some of my episodes, you may think my topic has nothing to do with leadership, I know that I talk about health a good bit, you know, and that my goal is to live to be at least a health, healthy 120, and you may go, what's that got to do with leadership? Well, I think being in good shape has a lot to do, uh, or good health, I should say, either way, has a lot to do with leadership, and I think uh, that my faith has a lot to do with leadership, so I'm just going to do my best to sort of discuss this and see if it ends up making sense but uh, you know what does faith mean to you let me back up a step I love backing up because you get to look in the rear view mirror I guess I don't know why I like backing up but to back up a little bit you know if I'm on stage if you will if I'm speaking to a group of people whether it's two people or 10 or 200 two things that I don't talk about and that's politics and religion Okay, so before you turn this episode off and say, man, I don't want to hear about religion, I'm not talking religion, okay? Now, you may still think by the time I get through that, well, yeah, you are, because you mentioned the word God. Yes, I am going to mention God. I'm not going to be, I don't think I'm going to be quoting any kind of scripture, not that there'd be anything wrong with that by any means, And uh, I'm not going to be talking about whether I'm Methodist or Catholic or Baptist or Presbyterian or Lutheran or or whatever. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, The Bible doesn't mention anything about being a Methodist uh, or Catholic, whatever. But uh, anyway, so what does faith basically mean to me, to you? Uh, To me, faith means belief in God belief in God. Now, it could mean a belief in some religious doctrines, or it actually, you know, faith, I can have faith in, in human, you know, human being, in, in someone, in a person, in an idea, or, you know. So I that, that could be faith. But the main thing that I want to talk to you about is, yes, I am a Christian, and has that had an impact on me? And I would have to say, yes, uh, I haven't uh, always believed as strong necessarily as I do today about my faith uh, as when I was a puppy, if you will. Uh, and it, and I'll have to say when I was a puppy, I was a pretty stupid puppy. But uh, anyway, so how, how has my faith helped me out? Again, I just I'm, I'm, I just believe. Okay, I have a very positive mental attitude. Uh, every day, I'm praying. Now, I've started a new uh, routine 
if you will, are part of my routine. And I, I get up in the morning, I, I do my normal stuff before I leave the house to go work out at the gym. There might be an occasion where I, if I have to be somewhere too early, I might not go to the gym. But what I've started doing is uh, on my way out of here, I live about a quarter of a mile from our church. And, hey, I go to church. And, and then I just kneel at the altar and, and I pray. Now, what am I going to pray about? Well, it just varies. You know, it may have something to do with uh, the business where I work. It may have something to do with one of my good friend's dad who uh, had a stroke. Might be about uh, a good friend's mother-in-law that was in a car wreck, you know. It could be about anything. But, and hey, it could be that I'm praying that I have a safe trip to work and safe trip home. But I'm always praying. It may be praying about my family. It may be praying about you as an individual. But again, that's just, that's part of my faith. Also, too, if I am in a meeting that I'm leading, or if I am leading an event, speaking at an event, you can bet one thing, I'm praying before all of that so that I get the words, if you will, through the Holy Spirit to deliver to the listening audience, just like I did today. So I don't have any notes today. I generally don't have notes when I'm speaking because I'm really dependent on the Holy Spirit putting in me what I need to say, okay? Now, the other day I had a Somebody might say, well, you had some notes the other day at that golf tournament. Yes, I did, because I had got the opportunity to think about probably 15, 20 businesses and people. So I, did, I knew I would forget at least one company that I didn't need to forget. But again, I just I totally believe that um, the Holy Spirit's going to be with me when I'm speaking. Now, does that mean I don't? think about what I'm going to talk about. No, it does, doesn't mean that I'm going to at least talk to myself, if you will, before I do any kind of presentation. So, But anyway, I'm just a firm believer in the power of prayer. I'm going, I'm going, I don't want to give you too many stories because I could talk all day long about examples of how God has helped me and, and put me in positions that maybe I, I didn't even have a clue that I would be able to get or even the position even existed. And um, and again, you may think, what's this got to do with leadership? I, I just think it's got everything to do with leadership. But let me, let me tell you about a story um, about a time I was working for this company. I had worked for, and and I'm not going to mention names, and I'm not going to mention the name of the uh, the company, um, because it, and well, it just wouldn't do them any good, and I try not to talk bad about anybody or any company, at least by name. But anyway, I had uh, been working for this company. And, uh, and actually worked for the same group of guys at another company for like eight years. So they knew me pretty well. But anyway, we were with a company that uh, it was a it was basically a startup company. 
And uh, so it started out going real good. And but within that business, you have peaks and valleys. We we had a peak and then we real quick had a valley. And um, so anyway, they they knew I was doing something on the side. And I don't think they really liked me doing something on the side. You know, didn't had no uh, bearing on my full time job because uh, I wasn't doing this side hustle, if you will during working hours at my real job and uh, and it wasn't in competition but i don't know maybe i i was sort of the black sheep of the family i'm not going to talk about them but i was the black sheep and uh so anyway they uh, a couple guys drove over to see me and i knew what it was about they had they were coming over to fire me is what it amounts to okay well, I had read this book years ago called Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. A guy by the name of Charles Caps wrote the book. And when I read this book, now this is this is me, this is my interpretation, and and you can believe what you want to believe and 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 prayer and whatever. But anyway, I, I read this book and I went, Wow, it was so powerful on praying. And I'm not going to get into details of what it said because, again, you know, some of y'all would disagree with what I would say probably or what he said. But anyway, so when these two now ex-bosses were coming to town to visit me, I had uh, said a prayer that I be in control of my temper and in control of the meeting. And the reason I say that about my temper is my hair used to be sort of red, so that'll tell you something. But anyway, so these two guys come over, and and one of them says, leans over at some point and says, Far, if you weren't working here, what would you be doing? Well, there's a tip. You're not fixing to be working here much longer, you know? And so I just sort of leaned back in my chair, and I said, You know, I don't know. And he just said, You know, hey, I'm, we're worried about I'm worried about you or whatever, and I'm going, You're worried about me, you know, whatever. Anyway... So, as it was, they didn't fire me. They didn't, you know, do anything. They left. So, the one employee that was working with me, I went to lunch. I came back, and I said, well, did they call? And she said, no, they hadn't called. They they came, let's see, they called back that afternoon. Wait a minute, I'm getting my story a little bit mixed up. Yeah, they came over that day. And and they didn't, um, yeah, that's right. They they came over, didn't do anything, but they did tell my assistant at that time that um, they didn't know what overcame them because basically they admitted they came over there to fire me, but something kept them from firing me. You know, I don't know what that was, guys, but I can tell you what I think it was. I think it was the Holy Spirit interfering. Well, now that I've mixed up my story a little bit, at least it's the truth, um, things were not going good. I knew they were going to fire me or I knew I was going to quit. So I'd, I'd gone ahead and taken about half my personal belongings home, you know. And so at the end of December 2000, no, oh, no, 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 1997, about the middle of December, I, w I ran a fever. And I'm never sick. And I ran this fever. So I told Mary, 
I said, well, I'm going home. Well, I went home, and while I had this fever, I'll write this letter of resignation. I mean, I'm just ready to leave. But then when my fever broke, I said, eh, that's probably not a good idea. I don't have another job lined up. But so I told Mary when I got back after taking a day off, I think, maybe two days, but probably just one day, I told her that I had uh, thought about resigning. And she said, well, don't tell anybody, but on January the 2nd, I'm turning in my two weeks resignation. I went, oh, because, folks, there was only two people in that uh, office, me and Mary, and they liked Mary. He just didn't like me at this point in life. So about 9 o'clock on January the 2nd, 1998, I give them a call, 9 o'clock in the morning, and I said, hey, just want to let you know that uh, Mary's turned in her two weeks letter of resignation. And they said, well, what brought that on? And I said, fear. They said, fear. I said, yeah, she's paying $1,200 a month uh, to have her husband uh, taken care of because he had had a stroke. And she's having to work, and she's concerned about having a job, so she's going to work for a friend of mine. So I just want to let y'all know that. They say, okay. So anyway, I go to lunch, come back from lunch. Now some of the stories sound like the first story. I come back from lunch. I asked Mary, I said, have they called? And she said, no. And I went, hmm, okay. Well, about 3.15 that afternoon, January 2nd, 1998, they uh, they call. And uh, they said, well, Far, uh, we've decided to keep the office open, but with a different producer. Now, I'm the only producer in that office, so what are they telling me? Uh, I ain't got no job. So I didn't say anything. I just kept my mouth shut. And um, they basically were trying to get me to resign so I, I wouldn't, I guess, file unemployment. So I don't remember exactly what they said, and, and I didn't move. I didn't say anything. They'd already done the exact same thing to somebody else, and I knew they'd given him a 30-day severance package. Whoopee. 30 days pay. Anyway, they finally got to a point of saying, and I've got it worked out where I'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll give you 30 days pay. You know, basically, if I resign. I said, well, do you want me to fax or Federal Express my resignation? So uh, I, that's, uh, you know, how I basically quit, got the opportunity to quit that, uh, as some would say, stupid, stinking job. Anyway, so I said, well, do you want me out of the office today? Because uh, if you do, I'll pack up and go on home. And they said, well, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. So I was at home at 4 o'clock that afternoon. Now, here's where the good part comes in. A couple of days later, I, uh, I call a buddy of mine, Charlie, Charlie Kelly. He used to work for a, uh, well, he still does, works for a bank in, uh, in Jackson. And I called Charlie, and, and this is my, my exact words. Charlie, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm moving to Pearl River County. That's all I remember telling him. Well, now the reason that I said that is my in-laws, which were living at the time, are, were living in Pearl River County. And we just decided it was that point in life where it would be a good, time, good move to move down there. And I had to ask my mother, who was living at the time and not far from us, if she would be willing to move down to that area because my sister lived in Slidell. And she said, sure. Well, that was years ago that I'd asked her. 
So anyway, long story short, I go, uh, I called somebody about a um, possible job, and uh, he said, "Well, hey, we're going to be having a uh, seminar downtown Jackson, the Posgarity Building, and uh, why don't you come down there and I'll introduce you to my boss." I said, "Okay." So I went down there. I don't ever remember. I don't know if I remember meeting the boss. Come to think of it, but I did go down there, and I bumped into somebody else. And she says, hey, I hear you're moving to Pearl River County. Now, how in the world did she hear that? She said, well, before you do that, I'd like to get you to call so-and-so, this particular bank. And I said, oh, okay. I didn't know much about them. And uh, anyway, long story short, I give, let's see, who did I call? I called somebody, and then they introduced me to somebody else. And I called this guy on a Friday afternoon, and we just talked on the phone. It was late late in the afternoon, and when I hung up that phone, I went downstairs and told my wife, I'm going to work for that company. Now, I had gotten, again, January 2nd, I'd been given a 30-day severance package. February the 2nd, I'm living in Picayune, Mississippi, 30 days later, working for this company. Now... On top of all that, if I'd have got the pencil out, I would have never figured out how in the world I was going to be able to live on what what we were fixing to make. But, you know, by faith, all this is about faith, folks. So by faith, ended up taking that position and worked for that bank for 19 years. And uh, it was a good ride. Then um, ended up retiring, retired for six long months, but during that retirement, after about two months, I'm looking up, I'm having a prayer, and I'm saying, God, if this is what you want me to do, I'll stay right here at home, and I'll just um, keep on doing what I'm doing, which is go work out in the morning, come home, eat a good, clean breakfast, and then work in the yard or do whatever I want to do. I said, but if there's something else that you want me to do, I need to know. And sure enough, it wasn't too much longer. I don't remember exactly how long. I get a uh, invitation to apply for a job at uh, where I'm working right now, and I've been there four years. And I'm just telling you, God has His hands, had His hands in all of those various moves. And I'm just telling you, man, my faith in all this is just so strong. And and hey, I'll tell you this: I still have conversations with God. Is is this what you want me to do? Is there something you, in addition to what I'm doing that you want me to do? Is there something else you want me to do? Uh, I've had people to say, would you move back to Jackson? And I used to say, no, absolutely not. And then I'd say, well, if I knew it was the Holy Spirit and I could hear God say, you need to move to Jackson, that'd be about the only way I'd move to Jackson. But uh, but I'm always listening uh, I feel that I have a gift of discernment, and this is probably the only gift that I've got. I don't know what all the gifts are out there, but uh, I, I do believe that uh, I can tell when the Holy Spirit is telling me to do certain things. So anyway, I don't know if any of that uh, means anything, makes any sense to you. Uh, if your faith is not strong, hey, maybe it needs to get stronger. How do you get it stronger? I'd recommend starting by getting into the Word, reading, 
reading the Bible, getting the New Testament, you know, get, get uh, uh, we've started using at our church the Common English Bible. And uh, it's, it's easy to read, easy to understand, but get in the Word. Hey, start going to Sunday school, start going to church, start plugging in to the right people. And hey, folks, that's a good bit of uh, leadership is hanging out with the right people. You hang out with people that have a negative attitude. You hang out with them long enough. Guess what? You're going to have a negative attitude. I just, uh, it's, it's all about who you hang out with, too. But I don't know. Hopefully this has some meaning to it, some uh, thought-provoking uh, ideas that maybe go through your mind. I don't have a clue. But uh, I, I just know, I do believe, and my faith is so strong. I just, I don't worry about stuff. I'm not concerned about stuff. I don't have anxiety. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a believer. Hope that makes sense. If you have any recommendations after this, you might go, not, not going to recommend you talk about anything. But anyway, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfar.com.